0: After learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today I'm here with Georgia Leon and Lee Glickstein. Georgia and Lee live in Northern California in the Bay Area, and they are friends who met through Lee's Speaking Circles class. Welcome Georgia and Lee. Thanks, Thanks. Jen. Thank you, Jen. Well, I'm so glad to have you all today. I love interviewing more than one person. Four people is too many. I learned that. I had a fabulous interview with four ladies that were amazing, but it was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) But interviewing two people is always a lot of fun. So um, we'll just have to figure out who to start first with their stories, because, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? And I think that's going to be Georgia, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Good place to start since I got it from Georgia.
0: That's what I thought. So Georgia, you're, you're the instigator here in this situation. So what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, Jen, thank you. Thank you again for
2: having us here. And it's great to tell a story. So I have a slightly different story. Like I was the type of person who was an extremely picky eater. And I think even as a child, I don't know how many of you belong to the clean plate club, like where you had to sit there until your meal was empty. Well, that was me. So then as I
0: got older, I tend to just like never eat. And I was picky as heck. But then... Now can I can I jump right in real quick? Yeah. I was, I was that kid. Like I could sit there for the rest of my life and I wasn't going to eat it. Were you that mm-hmm. kid too? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I am not yep. going to eat that. I can sit here for the rest of my life. And eventually the adults would give up, right? Exactly. They finally, <laughs> finally gave up. Like, I yeah. mean,
2: that's why I named it the Clean Play Club, because I had to sit there forever until they finally would release me and they finally gave up
0: that one time I was a little girl and I was at a friend's house and they had fresh tomatoes, which I now love. I love tomatoes, mm-hmm. but they're like, you're going to eat that tomato or you're not going to get up. So I tried to eat it. Cause I was at a friend's house and I threw up all over their table. Oh my <laughs> good, God. Good for them. I don't think I've ever told that story. <laughs> but yes. they never made me eat another thing. again. There you go. House. Anyway, <laughs> definitely good times. So yes, yes, I'm familiar with the picky eater club. Yep. I yeah. just want to
1: slip in here that I belong to the, the, the lick plate club and I was I was not a picky eater I'd lick anything
2: that's great I love it yeah so then as time went on you know I was always thin and then I started to gain weight and I think it maybe have been my 40s or just hormones or I, I also just started to find the love of food like oh I like my food. I like different things. I tried new things and I started to gain weight over and over again. And then I'm like, wow, what am I going to do? I've never been on a diet before. This has got to be easy, right? There's so many of them. I could choose. So I tried all kinds of things, you know, little blue plates and weighing things out. And just, I mean, it wasn't like I had gained a significant amount of weight, but it was enough to make me feel very uncomfortable and just frustrated. And then, to figure out how to do a diet after never being on a diet before was. Such a challenge, and I had no idea. So, I really appreciate everybody who's tried these diets, you know, over and over again. And then I think it was just one day I was driving and I heard a podcast. I was listening to your podcast about intermittent fasting, and then I bought the book, The Delay Don't Deny. And I'm like, that is what I'm all about. I don't want to measure, I don't want to figure out counting calories, I don't want to understand how things work. I just want to eat what I want to eat. And so right. the window thing made such sense to me. And, I and said, when
0: was that? How did you, how, like, how did you stumble across the podcast? And, and when did that happen? Well, I think I must have been looking up
2: uh, other ways to diet because I just didn't want to do a diet. I just wanted to lose the weight mm-hmm. magically. Because oh, yeah. That's that's it. What <laughs> and so I found the podcast, was listening to, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was a nice story about how you can just delay and eat what you want. And then you just have the window. And I'm like, how hard can that be? I know windows. And um, then I bought the book and I loved it. And I read it like I would say in a weekend. I mean, it was super fast, easy to read. I loved the stories and they just really resonated with how my lifestyle was. And I thought, well, I'm going to try this is without a diet, you know, and just go on. And it took me a couple of weeks. So this was in early 2020, very beginning okay. of 2020, just before the shutdown. And so yeah. I was doing the speaking circles with Lee and I was talking about how the first week was a little challenging of getting used to, you know, the changes. And then the second week was well, but then this magical thing happened called clarity. And like, I started to feel... More clear in my thinking process and my how you know food was overtaking my life. And so that was part of my story that I was telling in speaking circles. Now, part of in speaking circles, you don't do not do cross talks, so Lee couldn't say, Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but then after the call, he's like, I want to know more. And so I said, Well, here it is, buy this book. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I was immediately converted by Georgia speaking about it, because in speaking circles, people are very authentic. And if they're saying something important and real, you catch it. Yeah. And within minutes, I was sold without the before the book. I was just I just knew this was it. And I went into it right away.
2: At least got a whole different story.
1: Yeah, I got a whole, but you're not finished with your story.
2: Yeah. So okay. So after <laughs> speaking circles, I started to. I didn't. I have not lost a significant amount of weight since doing it for the last two years. I've been doing eighteen six pretty consistently. At first, I wasn't doing the weekends. Realized that's not going to work. But I've shaped and. Mm -hmm. I have toned and, you know, different things have happened and the healing has been significant. And really, what I have found that secret sauce is really about the clarity piece. Like, I have found that having that openness of my body not having to digest food all the time, all day, every day, that my brain has woken up into new ways and new opportunities. And so that's that I think that's is huge. the huge and the best part of all of this.
0: Now did you need to lose much weight? Because I know you said that you had not, you'd always been thin, just yeah. naturally, and you started gaining weight in your 40s. Is there weight that you would like to lose, but you just haven't been successful with losing it?
2: yeah I probably would have I would have needed to lose about 20 pounds. I've lost about 10 of that, so I probably need okay. another 10, 10 more 15 pounds would be ideal, okay. So it's, yeah, I haven't, I didn't, luckily didn't need to lose a significant amount of weight, but the mm-hmm. shape I'm back in the same size as if I had lost 20 pounds.
0: Well, see, there you go. You've had that body recomposition. So instead, like, I bet you have a number in your mind where you used to be at this size, but it was a certain number. Correct. And now you've gotten down to this size again, but the number is higher. Correct. Yeah. So thanks to body recomposition, maybe you don't really need to lose <laughs> Those more pounds, right? Yeah. I quit I quit weighing.
2: Like I don't, you know, as long as I love the, you know, the part in the book where your jeans don't lie. Right. (laughs) You know. So I can always put on my favorite pair of jeans and tell exactly where I am.
0: Yes, that is true. So you don't really want to get like any smaller sizes in clothing, do you? No, okay. I don't. I just, yeah, I, I and I just love
2: it. And it just, and it's so, it's hard at first, you know, we had difficulties and then there's sometimes the weekends and social things, but otherwise the, you know, the benefits of that mental clarity and the health benefits outweigh like losing, you know, 40 pounds or 30 pounds yeah. being super thin. Like, I think that that has been the life-changing aspects that we wanted to share with you, Jen.
0: That that's really true because you're right. You know, we we come for the weight loss, but we stick around for for all the other amazing benefits, like how great we feel. Yeah, yes. And you can you can tell a huge difference from before. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I had to laugh when you said that you had never dieted, and then you started off going on a diet, and you thought to yourself, "This will be easy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Everyone, everyone who's ever dieted is like, "There you go." We always thought that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then they weren't, were they? Oh
2: no! I mean, then it's like counting calories. Like I don't, I'm not good at math and spreadsheets and color coded boxes (laughs) and colored plates and like I, I tried
0: all kinds of crazy things. Mm -hmm. I'm like. This is not that easy. No. And it like took all of your mental energy yes, mm-hmm. to yes. think about it. Like I just want to eat. I don't want to be like, okay, what's I don't even know it, for counting, tracking, measuring, not something I'm interested in doing.
1: Now I haven't seen Georgia for almost two years. She drove up here to do this together. And it's like I haven't seen her, and she, she's a small person. You're a small person now.
0: <laughs> so funny. are you. Awesome. I like that too. <laughs> so are
1: you.
0: So you hadn't been face-to-face because of this crazy totally pandemic right. un- mm-hmm. until yeah. today. We've so. been on Zoom every week, but yeah. Did you know each other before the speaking circles? So that's how you met. That's how I met him was through the speaking circles. Now, Lee, the speaking circles, that's your thing, right? You're the...
1: I found that speaking circles for people to get over stage fright, uh, uh, public speaking anxiety, an alternative to Toastmasters, sometimes called okay. more word Toastbusters, because it's not about <laughs> oh. technique, it's about authenticity and being heard. So, and, and it worked so well, because there's Georgia, 15 months ago, Georgia uh, converts me in an instant. And my history is that is that I lived most of my life 30 to 60 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. I did every diet, you know, Weight Watchers to Atkins to Grapefruit, every possible diet. And occasionally I'd lose, I'd get to quote gold weight, goal weight, right, maybe two or three times, but I bounced right back up, couldn't even sustain it for a day. There's Boom, that over. yo-yo, right? And then it was about 15 years ago, about 15 years ago, I started to, to control the food so that I had a 20 pound yo-yo, 25 pound yeah. yo-yo, but at all times- I'd either be gaining or losing because <laughs> the so food was right. driving me crazy. And the food thoughts. And when I started, uh, I, by the second day, I mean, the first day was real hard. I, I like to eat in the morning and all afternoon and all evening. It was very difficult not to eat that was the, just the first day. But after that, the freedom of having all afternoon and all evening, well, I started with an eight hour window and I went back I went down to four pretty quickly the, the the freedom of having of being able to do anything I want all afternoon all evening without it having anything to do with
0: food
1: When I could eat any time, I was always thinking about. It. I didn't realize until I stopped thinking about it that I I, I would have to be making decisions constantly. I won't eat you? and then I make a decision. Oh, I won't eat now. Five minutes later, yeah, that decision is up for discussion again. <laughs> Inner crazy discussion. So this just freed me, but but here's the twist, Jen. For you know, for ten for a year, uh, I was doing wonderfully with it. I lost the weight pretty quickly, down to, and I've sustained. I, I'm kind of on a I, – I eventually got on a seven-pound yo-yo. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> but what happened was – and here's the twist. This was about two months, three months ago. I started making exceptions, you know. Oh, we that, that window exceptions.
0: creep. Is that well, what happened? Creep, yeah. yeah. And
1: and I started to lose – now, I remember Georgia and I, because we thought that clarity was the main – you know, weight loss, health, clarity. That clarity was so good. We had, we had this the support group every week, twice a week, and I'd come once a week. I was hosting, uh, and then suddenly I stopped hosting, and somebody else hosted because I wasn't doing it. And I ah. come every week, and I'd say things like, "You know, I'm having difficulty," and I say, "I don't even want to talk about food this week. I'm not. I don't want to talk about food." I don't want to talk about food, but I know I belong in this place because someday I'm going to be back, and this is my family, and I know this is for me. And I don't, and that's it. And about uh, six straight weeks, I did that, Jen. And if I didn't have a support group, or if the, if people were kind of shaming me or giving me any, mm-hmm. well, you should try harder. I needed to go off.
0: You needed that break. I,
1: I for some reason, and a and a month ago, my weight hit that. <laughs> ding 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 ding. And I just made one move. I emailed, I, email, I, I uh, texted Georgia and another person who, who's part of our team and just said, I will check in now, uh, my, my eating window tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. to 12.45, I'm locked in. <laughs> and I was. And I've done this now for a month.
0: Awesome. So you're, you're back in the routine that feels good to you.
1: But the big thing is I'm back in a whole different way because, you know, we say weight doesn't matter as much, but it damn well matters a lot to me.
0: It does. (laughs) I know it does matter. You know, we, we start for the weight loss and that's always something that we feel better. I mean- whatever the reason, when you feel better in your own body, it it just radiates out of you. And, and I mean, I remember when I was 210 pounds and, you know, we can, we can say with our mouths all day long, you know, you're beautiful at any size. It doesn't matter. No one's judging you, but you're judging yourself and you don't feel your best.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what happened to me this time around is I love it so much. It's my rhythm it's it's my fuel. Not eating all those hours gives me incredible power and creativity, and and uh, I can even I have eaten with friends at night. Not eaten. They're eating. They're having a feast. They're having tequila, filet mignon, <laughs> and I'm sitting there enjoying the company. And after right. they get over the fact that I'm not feeling deprived, I'm I'm a much better guest, a much better partner. So I don't I I don't need to be. You know, I'm so locked in now that it's, it's really changed my life at the next level now if I didn't have the support group to bring me through it. And that's why Georgia and I are so much interested in, um, so in helping people go through. The, it's, not a, it's not an easy sell. You know that, Jim. It's not an easy sell. It's almost impossible <laughs> yeah. for most people to do this. And some people start and you know, you know they would. It would change their life. And maybe it does for a little like it did And then they can't do it. And then they feel bad. And maybe they never get that break that's going to change their life. I want them to be able to come to a place that can listen to them talk about anything and lay it out there without having to be right or good or on. But so that's the support that we really want to support. Yeah,
0: And I, I think that's important because because you had that kind support system that wasn't, you know, they weren't chastising you for, you know, quote, failing or quote, falling off the wagon. You know how I feel about that terminology because you didn't, you just took a pause, you took a break for whatever reason, if it needed to happen for you. But that support system, they were there when you were ready to get back into your routine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we
2: created, you know, I call it, we call it, it's a virtual group, and we created a support group. But we don't call it an accountability group because we don't want people to feel like they have to be accountable. And there are some people who are not practicing it. They have other practices that they're doing so it's you know turned into more health and wellness but the the basis is on intermittent fasting and that support because it is challenging with around social like lees in the morning i'm in the evening so it's a little different you know i can mix in my social and to the evening i just kind of delay later in the afternoon if i'm going to go out but he's like eight in the morning to noon which i think is rare isn't that
0: It is rare. rare. It's Rare It's not unheard of, but you know, one of our moderators for the for the delay don't deny group, Andrea, she she's a morning window person. She gets up, she has her morning window, just very similar to yours, Lee, and then she closes that window and she's done for the day. I don't get it. That does not feel right to me. I agree. <laughs> I completely. Yep. Those of us with the evening window we're like, "What is this madness?" But <laughs> I completely believe that that's what feels right to you, and that it that it works. And so, finding the window that feels right is is really the key. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of exploration that people need and 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 uh, need to be supported in finding their perfect uh, window.
0: Yeah, that's so true, because so, so many times over the years, I've seen people who tend to think that what I do is what they should do. Well, Jen, you have, you know, one real meal, one meal a day, you have it. So I'm going to do that, too. It's like, well, that doesn't mean that's what's right for you. Right. Right. Just because that's what feels good to me doesn't mean that's what's going to work for your body. So how did you end up finding out that the morning window was the right one for you, Lee? Well, you know, I
1: tried, I started with what was common for more people, the right. evening so you could socialize, you know, maybe four, four, when I was six out, four to, not four two, two to two, two to eight, say. But I found out that when I got up in the morning, I was just waiting for my window to open, okay? <laughs> and I'd like to eat in the morning. I, I have dinner in the morning. And I love getting up. And and one interesting, you know, I'm not eating all, all day. And I'm, I, sometimes the thought of food comes to me. So, I no problem. I'll eat in the morning. But I wake up in the morning and I'm not hungry. After <laughs> after 20 hours of fasting, I'm not hungry. But I like the freedom of being able to eat in the morning. and uh, That's what I've heard from someone
0: it. else that did that. They're like, I wake up. I eat. I'm done. That part's yeah, finished. Finished, and it's like, all right, freedom. <laughs> Freedom's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you did you say you eat like like dinner foods for for morning? Like you have like you're not just st- sticking to breakfast foods in the morning. Actually, know right? yeah, uh,
1: uh, uh, I think uh, Georgia and I our windows coincided a little today because I she got here and I served her my uh, my dinner, my breakfast dinner, which is. Which is a lot of vegetables and uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, vegan meat, Mm -hmm. sometimes fish and uh, tomatoes. That's awesome. Like in a stew. Okay.
0: uh, But we think, you know, like, oh, in the morning you must be eating eggs and bacon and toast and cereal. But you can have whatever you want at that time of the day. And for anybody who misses those foods because you're not eating in the morning, have breakfast for dinner. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do all the time. I love breakfast for dinner. We're not like locked into certain foods at that certain time of day. Let right. me ask
1: you a question. This is fascinating okay. to me, Jin, that mo- that so many people who do well—they come to our groups and they do well—they lose. They don't want to keep coming to the groups. We we kind of assume we feel it's a movement. We want we want right. to help. It's just like you, Jin. You want people to get this, have an opportunity to try, and we find so many people. Are not interested in 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 that, and that is is a disappointment. But just something we have to do. We have to follow. Well,
0: I think that some people, they're you know they're they're really I guess two types of people like you, the three of us right and we once we have found it we want to be evangelical about it and bring more people in and we want to continue to support them throughout the process and that's what we feel like our role is we feel called to do it probably a lot of people who come on this podcast would would say that's true for them because I mean you're, you're speaking out about it you're on the podcast you're I find a lot of the guests do exactly what you've done they form support groups in, in one way or another and but then again we've got the rest of the world and there are people who are like okay i'm just doing it now goodbye i mean they don't need support because it's like (laughs) they just they don't need support they don't even need to think about it because it's just that it's just something that they do Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah they they, yeah
1: They, they don't need the support and they don't have them feel a need to help people get the support they need right Right? yeah and we all,
0: you know, we all have different things that we're passionate about. For me, you know, it's I'm a teacher, as you know, and oh, yeah. so I was passionate about teaching other people about this amazing way of living that I found. And so, you know, I, I find great joy in helping other people adopt an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I love doing it, and so it just grew out of you. Know, but we all have things that are our passion. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love that there's so many of us who have the passion of wanting to spread intermittent fasting to others, but I, I understand there's just people, they're not spreading it; they're just doing it, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Thank you, I'm I'm good now," because it yeah. really is that simple, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Once you're really in it, you don't need to. It, it's just you know, I I actually found that by having support groups and helping others, it helped me a great deal. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 we have some people that have been steady and have been with us. And now we're coming up on a year with the support group and it's ebbed and flow. We had, you know, at some point we would have 30, 40 people. Sometimes we have two or three, you know, we just mm-hmm. kind of keep it open and, you know, we use the speaking circle somewhat of, a check-in, and then we have a story or a topic, and then we kind of like check out. you know, mm-hmm. so I think that the flow of the circle works really well and the support that people have. and the ones that have stayed with it have really loved the intermittent fasting. And there are some people that come every week that aren't practicing it, but they're they're still exploring, we're still exploring our spirituality, our emotional pieces around it. So it's so much more than just, like not eating. There's so much that happens during that window time of when you're not digesting and you're open and that clarity piece. And I love that, that we we incorporate that into our groups so that we can explore that.
0: I love that as well, because I I know you've probably heard me talk about the coffee group that we had here in Augusta that went on until the pandemic kind of shut that down and we couldn't meet in person. And then we kind of tried to start back as things opened up, but I was working on my new book and I was like, I just can't. And then it kind of drifted away. But it started off as an intermittent fasting support group, but... And then we started just getting together because we loved to get together, and sometimes we would talk about intermittent fasting and struggles that people were having. But it became a way to just connect with one another. Yeah, that's exactly. And that was probably so much more necessary, you know, throughout this pandemic. The fact that y'all were able to do it virtually probably gave people some of the only connection that they had during the week. I would bet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In some cases that is the truth. And, you know, in the, the depth that we could go to even on zoom, you know, with emotional support around it, because, you know, changing your habits, like once you start the intermittent fasting, you can, I started, you know, analyzing all my other habits of what I'm doing when I'm not eating. And so uh, things just flow. And then the the clarity piece and being more open and more energy and not sometimes I I'm so energized. I have a hard time sleeping and it's like, Because my body's not
0: weighed down, just digesting all the time, and it's just so. What what other habits has it impacted for you? I I always love getting into that that aspect of it, and I don't know Mm -hmm. that I've talked about that with anyone for a while. um, But we we do find that it carries over into other parts of our life. So what what other habits, other than you know eating? Yeah, well, my whole morning
2: routine because I don't eat in the morning has shifted. So I'll make a smoothie or something for lunch, but it's not the same as like what would I eat or where would I. I stop so I don't stop for food. I don't get the Starbucks. You know, even my coffee shifted. And, you know, my my daughter like created her own little coffee company and I drink her coffee every day. But oh, I it's, love that. Yeah, it's great. So she um, so that so then my whole morning routine. So I was working out in the mornings. I was able to meditate, uh, do some journaling because I had more time. I didn't have to stop or think about what I was doing. So those types of habits and then even just shifting around my home, I started like cleaning things up and just wanting more. I feel like my energy shifted and was raised up so much that it, everything that was in a better light. Yeah. 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 And, and Lee, yeah, you have this similar,
1: well, but um, I stopped in the last 30 days. I stopped biting my nails, which was awesome. A hammer, and I started flossing, which was the most awesome. difficult thing. And uh, I've also just so clear about my purpose in life, about, about where, where my work wants to be. And my, in, in relating, I'm, I'm much more crisp and clear and clean. Uh, I, I didn't realize how much, it took me twice through this twice to realize how, how food, whether food is totally on my mind if I'm not, right. if there's choice. And I'm wondering about this, Jen. You've probably written about uh, about the, the the fact that I think for what percentage of people is is intermittent fasting really the natural healthy way for them to eat? I mean, I, I get that this changes everything, and I know I, have, I think there's a certain percentage of people who have issues around food or weight, uh, and maybe 75 percent would be this would be a life changer. And of that 75%, maybe 1% of people have found it because even when they find it, they can't keep it because there's so much against it. There's so much social pressure. There's yeah, right. But yet it's almost an alchemical miracle that we're built, to. that humans are built to, not, to, 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 to fast for 16 to 20 to 25 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Well, we're built for it.
0: I think that's a great question. And I I believe that we are supposed to be metabolically flexible in this way because, you know, you look back – our bodies are designed to be able to go on without having to put fuel in, you know, every couple of hours. We're designed to be able to find fuel sources already on our bodies. That's why we store the fat to begin with, or we can eat food. You know, we're we're metabolically flexible by nature. But we lose that metabolic flexibility living in the modern world because there's so much pressure to eat. You know, I've heard from so many people over the years that you know, gosh, intermittent fasting is the way I naturally ate when I was younger in high school or through college. But then everybody said, you got to eat breakfast. And I felt bad. I felt like I was doing something that hurt my body. So I started forcing myself to eat breakfast, even though it didn't feel right. You know, and there, there the story goes. So um, I've heard that from a lot of people. And you know, just watching, you know, my own sons as they were, you know, teenagers growing up and you know, food was available. We didn't force them to eat whenever, you know, they didn't eat before going off to school. Of course, that was because they had a breakfast opportunity at school. And I'm like, well, you can, I'm not making you anything. You can eat at school. You can eat at home, but you're on your own. You're old enough. Figure it out. So they would go off to school. And I think they pretty much didn't eat, you know, before classes. And they just were going with what felt right to their bodies. And so even now, I was just at the beach with, um, with my younger son about a week ago, and he wakes up, drinks black coffee. He, he, If you asked him, are you an intermittent faster, he would not say, yes, I am. He just is fabulous at listening to his internal cues. And so he's like, I'm not hungry yet. He just doesn't get hungry till later. And he eats when he's ready to eat. So is he an intermittent faster? Yes. Does he claim to be one? No. He just <laughs> lives it naturally. <laughs> but he never was pressured by me to eat when he wasn't hungry or, you know, he never, I mean, he, he isn't going to, you know, if he's had he, two bites and he's fully he stops eating. So I think a lot of people would naturally do it, except we get into the, you know, the whole pressure thing. Like I said, got to eat our breakfast, got to have a snack now. And um, then you get, it all gets tied up emotionally. And so many of us, me included, over the years, we l- used food in an emotional way. Rather than physically, like, would you say that that was true for either of you? Absolutely, I think. And that's what our,
2: you know, group has been a lot about, too, because, you know, there's only so much you can talk about with the intermittent fasting. Once you kind of get the hours and the science out of the way and we've gone through all that, then it's really we connecting on that emotional level and what's behind it and what shows up when you're not. I mean, Lee and I had a conversation with a, a psychotherapist about deprivation. And it was an incredible conversation about how intermittent fasting will bring that up, even though it's only a couple of hours. And how do we deal with that? And it was, it was a really great conversation. Um, you
0: remember that? Yes,
1: I do. And, and I had something to respond to your yeah. question just now, Jen, what was the, remind me of the question.
0: Well, just was emotional eating. Oh, the, was, the whole idea oh, yeah. was, were you ever eating just emotionally versus physically?
1: I know what I was going to say. I'm,
0: I I don't, okay. know
1: that, I don't know that I've ever been hungry. I'm not in touch with hunger. I know I would love to eat, but I st- I do not know hunger. The closest I've come now, uh, we did Georgia and I on my first time around. We did a three day fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, we worked on it at a three day fast. We each, we, we each, I got we each got about three or four hours before the end. And what we were, my what was I was experienced was dizziness. Oh, uh, what were you? Experiencing? Yeah, you
2: definitely want a little lightheaded, dizziness. Uh-huh. But but
1: that's maybe I've never. Maybe that's that's what hunger is, right? Maybe, <laughs> yeah, but it was a totally different experience. I don't think I've ever really been hungry,
0: yep. And I think that that's so very true. You know, i I remember worrying about being hungry, so I would eat so I wouldn't be hungry later. But, you know, did we ever really get hungry? Not really. We had plenty of fuel on our bodies. So interesting what you talked about, Georgia, with the psychotherapist talking about deprivation. And I really think that when intermittent fasting finally became, a way of life for me. And, and it was after I was already at my goal. So I'm going to be honest. The first, of course, I wasn't fasting clean at the beginning, which I've fully admitted because <laughs> I didn't know about it. We hadn't read the obesity code yet, didn't understand the science. But um, it was always, you know, I had my diet brain going on, it felt like deprivation. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I was only going to do this till I got to the weight. I, you know, my goal weight. And then I remember thinking, "Oh no, I'm going to have to do this forever to maintain the weight." And I was still very much stuck in that deprivation mindset with intermittent fasting. And it wasn't until. I'd been doing it for a while, then I was fasting clean, and then I felt better during the fast. But then all of a sudden, when I started to really understand why I was doing it beyond just weight management, I lost that deprivation thought over time. It didn't happen immediately. But I mean, I can remember like watching people eat when my window was closed and feeling deprived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. Right, yeah. right. And that's I but think it part of instant. that's the habit. I think
2: part of right. that is the the brain habit too. Like, and and also your body has the habits of like, oh, I'm hungry because I used to eat at this time. And they're like, mm, I'm not really hungry. I'm just used to eating. So is this a habit or am I really truly hungry? Which and then it could trigger that deprivation or a different emotion. So that's where I think the habit shifting also comes into play is because your body thinks
0: oh it's just time to eat and I'm hungry and I'm like, mm, and also hungry. like Lee, you took a break for, for a while and you didn't do intermittent fasting. And and I would imagine you noticed you didn't feel as good, right? You, you were telling your story. You didn't feel as good during the break. And that brought you back to intermittent fasting.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize how, how ungood I, was, I wasn't feeling until I right. found it. Oh, this was it. And I forgot.
0: Right. <laughs> so the reason I brought that up is because that also helped me with losing the deprivation mindset. You know, when I would, you know, take days off or go on vacation and not do fasting. and then I would I would feel yucky. And so then I'm like, oh, I really am doing this because it feels good to do it. And I don't feel good when I when I go days without it. And so feeling good became the the motivator. And so when when your motivation is to feel good, you're like, well, I'm only depriving myself of feeling bad, right?
2: Yeah,
1: that's that's all I'm going for now. It makes me, it, it just feels so good, and that's way good enough.
2: Yeah, it's so much more than just the weight loss. You know, there is, I mean, that's a beautiful benefit, but it doesn't happen that like for me. I haven't lost a significant amount of weight, but the feel good outweighs you know, losing a whole bunch. Yeah. outweighs. There you
0: go. The older I get, the more I care about feeling good above all else. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. You didn't mention your ages. You want to say your range. You don't have to say the exact number. What what age range are you in? Or you can say the whole the number I'm, if you I'm want. I'm 49, so I okay. I'm gonna turn 50 this
2: year. By the time this airs, I'll be 50. I'm so happy happy fiftieth.
1: Yeah, Thank congratulations. You. I'm I'm somewhere between 76 and 78.
0: Wow, well, mm-hmm. I would never have guessed that. Yeah,
1: nobody looks- can possibly guess it. I've been this is the fountain of youth for me. I've never. Well, been is. I've never felt younger or looked younger.
0: That's I'm Smiling
1: into the camera, nobody can see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both look probably ten years younger than from when we've when you know we've been doing this. I, I've been doing it a, almost two years. it at at a year.
1: Fifteen months with a time off for bad behavior. There
2: you
0: go. Well, well yeah, bad, I think bad. that's important. <laughs> you know, from reading, if you if you've have you read Fast Feast Repeat? Did y'all yes, read that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you know from Fast Feast Repeat, there's a chapter where I talk about, um, you know, the importance of mindset, and I talk about how intermittent fasting did not, you know, quote, work for me in all those years from 2009 to 2014, and it's it's because my mind wasn't in the right place, and I didn't you know, have the right mindset for it. But it, you know, quote, didn't work for me for for those years. But it wasn't until I was ready. And then then it did, you know, quote, work for me. I had to be in the right place for it. That that's just what's really so important.
2: And that's why we host the hold the group. And like, you know, when we, Lee wasn't doing it, or there's we have some others that are not practicing it, they still show up because it is that mindset of to get to that place and to share, you know, the emotional and the clarity and and you know, just overall health and wellness, I think is just if you're giving yourself mm-hmm. that gift, then then come and share and learn what's behind mm-hmm. it and the science.
1: Well, one of our regular members just lost her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago and she found that talking in our group was one of the best places to talk, uh, yeah. to get listened to around it. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk at all about food that day, yeah. but it was um, an intermittent fasting mindset that the conversation came from. A sobriety, you know, it's a kind of a super sobriety, a body sobriety. Well, it is.
0: Yeah, It is in a way. It, mm-hmm. it so very much is because, um, You know, food, you know, I'm not going to go as far as to say food is a drug, but (laughs) food (laughs) does drug-like things in our brains, you know, depending on what what you eat. You know, sugar can light up certain pathways that are similar to what drugs light up. And, you know, you you eat certain things to make yourself feel a certain way or the alcohol, too. but. It's different when you're going through your day. I mean, we, we have to eat to live. We don't have to drink to live. So it's a little bit different in that regard. You can go cold turkey from alcohol for the rest of your life, but not from food. But when that eating window is closed, it is very much like sobriety, like you said. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, five minutes ago, my eating window closed. So I'd like well, to have a little celebration. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. I'm free the rest of the day. Awesome.
0: Mine is not yet open. You're, right. you're three hours behind me. So it's um, it's 345 here right around there. And when we're done, I'll I'll have a little something to eat. I'll open my window.
3: It's three o'clock somewhere. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. and their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. JD Power ranks sleep number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: So I, I love that y'all were a support for her during her her time of struggle. Um, and you came together as intermittent fasters and, and you become so much more. I found that to be true with my intermittent fasting friends as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, we would love to grow our support group and have more people show up. I mean, we have you know we had people that would come and they would get started they'd be excited about it, they would drop off then some would come back and some have checked in or so often i mean it's like lisa sometimes it's not an easy sell but once they get get it then they love it and
1: Stiff but they get it. it and they love it and then they, they forget it. it and yeah. they come back and then right. they forget it. Like, People need such support around this gym yeah. because it's the you ho- say it's not an easy sell. It's the hardest sell in the history of the world. Sometimes, <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. I I don't know. The, I am such an optimist. Yeah. I approach it. My my thought is it's it's an easy sell. Switch that thinking around. Yeah. This is an easy sell. It's something everybody needs. You know. So, you know, once they 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 need that freedom. Right. So switch that around. I'll have to
1: switch that around so that it's no longer a hard sell for me. I could be much more useful right. to people if I switch that yeah. around and yes. stop. Yeah. No, it's the easiest it's in sell in the world. It's for
0: your health. What more do you exactly. want? Exactly. Because right. you know, I you already want. know you two are people that care about words and the meaning of words. Because you said at the beginning, your virtual support group is not an accountability group because the word accountability was not what you were going for. And, and that's a subtle thing. But – um I totally got what you meant there. You know, an accountability partner, an accountability group implies it's like a drudgery kind of a thing, right? Or that you have,
2: or that if you don't do something that you're going to, letting them the rules down. for you, letting right. them down, where this is a journey. It's a, it's, right. it's a process and it's a lifestyle. And that's what we want to approach it as is this is a lifestyle. And yeah, maybe on Friday night, you went beyond your window. We're not going to say, oh, now you're not, a, you know, you're accountable. Right.
0: There's no accountability. It's right. just, it's just what happened. process.
2: And what did you learn from it? And how can you change that next time? And what habit was it that, that stemmed from that? And What's exactly. your mindset what's the emotional around it? you know how can we learn from it versus like, oh, you did something wrong right and and there's no accountability needed it's just Correct. support. Because it's support, right, so. and it's a lifestyle, it's a shift, mm-hmm. and there's so much more around it that that we can talk about other than just food. You know, it's about the habits, it's about the emotional support, the spiritual support, and the and the connections and the the commonalities of the things that we go through. You know, one of the gals said the doctor said, "Oh, we don't recommend this for you," and she's like, "That's BS. I'm doing this anyway. Like, <laughs> I you're a wrong. I'll get a different doctor then because." <laughs> you know it's working and it's and it's So healthy. I'm so
0: curious what was the reason that the doctor what what was her doctor against it for do you remember yeah. she just said
2: that he was not supportive because he felt like she was becoming malnutritioned mm. and she's like, no, was there any data behind that? Or I wonder no, if that I, would be
0: the thing. That like, would it's be It's very unusual well, yeah. to have a diabetes
1: type a, is that the, is that the,
2: no, she doesn't have that, but
0: yeah. No, diabetes, I'm
1: thinking of a friend who says she can't do it because of diabetes.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, that, that know, might work.
1: That might be true. You
0: yeah. can, though. You can. I know, you know, There's there are two books for diabetics that I would recommend. One is The Diabetes Code, Dr. Jason Fung. And that one is, yep, mainly for type 2 diabetics because they, they're actually, you know, he's been published um, with very small study, but people who were doing intermittent fasting through his clinic reversed type two diabetes, you know, so they were no longer taking insulin, they no longer needed it, thanks to intermittent fasting. And as far as type one diabetics, you know, people might think they can't do it. But there's a book about that. It's called Mastering Diabetes. And it's written by two type one diabetics, right? And, and it's got intermittent fasting in there. So I could 100% understand a doctor who didn't understand it, saying you can't do it because XYZ. But um, I mean, th- there could be, the reason I asked what, the, what, what his rationale was is there could be some reasons why a doctor might say don't do intermittent fasting. You know, someone with an eating disorder, if you legitimately were malnourished or below a healthy BMI, if you were underweight, unhealthy. Um, but as far as other reasons, it, it's fine if you have a doctor that's not knowledgeable and, and is hesitant. It's fine to find a, do- a doctor who knows more about your area. And how that might work with intermittent fasting, you know, because I would never say ignore your doctor. Yeah, no, <laughs> but no. there's lots of doctors. <laughs> Find one who supports what you're correct, trying to correct. do. Correct, you know, your partners,
1: yeah. Since so many doctors have patients with issues around food, you'd think more of them, more of them would be at least suggesting that as a possibility. But there's probably a very small percentage. And, doctors who
0: and it, more and more are, you know, every day as as they, you know, as the word gets out. But you're right; not every doctor really is aware of um, of intermittent fasting as as an approach for so many health benefits. And you know, pay as patients continue to tell their doctors about it. I, you know, our hope is that it will continue to spread. I, th- you know, the momentum is still there. I think. Yeah.
1: Well, if you're still feeling momentous, it's still here—the momentum. There you go. That's, you're, I. You're I
0: will never stop being enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. You're
1: the momentum of this movement, Jim. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: I'm not alone. There are a lot of people out there too. But I'm—I'm I'm just one voice. But I love what I'm doing. So, tell us about some of your non-scale victories or health victories. Either—either either of those. Health—health health changes, health improvements, or non-scale victories. Well, we always call the non-scale victories
2: about the clarity piece and how much more open and energy we have. And, you know, Lee and I have been able to explore, you know, do, putting together the group together or other opportunities, you know, enhancing the speaking circles and and our group and our blog so that we have this amazing clarity and communication because we're not digesting all the time. And I think that that just really clears up that brain fog, you oh know, lady and 24
1: seven digesting is no, is Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so I think that that's been our biggest aha was that clarity piece and how much more mental capacity we have to explore ideas and to explore our emotions and our connections with, with each other and, and our group because of it.
1: Yeah. And at age 77, physically, I feel powerful. That power, there. And I hadn't thought of that. Physical, a sense of physical power.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Me too. I know exactly what you mean. Like I feel stronger than Mm -hmm. ever. Mm Yeah.
2: Yeah, and lighter, and just more, Mm -hmm. more open to receiving and giving because we're just not focusing on food all the time. And and that's what the beauty is of this.
0: So, if you had any any health benefits specifically that you can put your finger on, other than just generally feeling better or anything like specific,
1: well, I see my I saw my doctor last time I saw my doctor, and she was amazed at my age that I'm not on any medication. That is <laughs> what, pretty amazing. What? and and um, I'm, that has to do with how I eat, uh, and I just don't have many. I don't have. Uh, Symptoms. <laughs> I forgot the word symptoms. It was hard for me to remember the word get. symptoms. <laughs> that's amazing because I don't have any about
0: you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Now, had you been on medications, or or do you credit that to also the way that you eat besides just intermittent fasting?
1: Because uh, I eat well. Yeah, I eat healthy. Okay. and I haven't been on medications generally.
2: We do that's have a good. gal in the group that was able to go off one of her medications due to intermittent fasting, though. Um that's fabulous. Yeah, so she was able to go off a, I think it was like a metform which was about the thyroid and stuff and she was able to bring that down and it worked out really well and it's all because of intermittent fasting that she was able to do that our doctors were amazed.
0: And I, I know every time we hear stories of people who have you know reversed conditions and mm-hmm. gone off medications that they were told they would never go off of and then yeah. they are going off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's astonishing. I, I'm an anxious
1: person. And not biting my nails is a great uh uh result, or it can only happen from being less anxious. And mm-hmm. IF is my be- my best anti-anxiety medication possible.
0: That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is huge because I, I get it. I've been I've been a nail biter more so at times than others. But you're right; it's linked to anxiety. Like if I have something going on, I'll be like, uh, yeah. and I'm like, stop, stop doing that. But yeah, yep. so oh, I'm nice. I'm glad that's giving you that peace but along right. with that mental clarity and that energy. It's giving you just a more steady, peaceful kind of a feeling. Yeah, and I sleep much better at night mm-hmm. and have more energy.
2: I mean, sometimes I have too much energy where I can't sleep because it's just so much. Greater clarity and energy, and that's the, just a benefit. So we just really appreciate all of the work that you've done and and the books that you've written because we use that in our group. We talk about it, we reference it, we help people get to it and purchase it so that we can
0: get the word out mm-hmm. and expand well, it. I appreciate that. So, I love everybody who's spreading the word and getting it out there because you know I I did as much as I could you know myself with the groups that I had and the um the podcast, but. It's got to grow beyond just me getting the word out, and that's what's happening. And that's the you know why this is really a grassroots movement. It's you know it's it's you Georgia telling you Lee, and then the two of you telling more people, and then helping them, and then they tell more people, and just like that shampoo commercial from the seventies, you know, <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. It just grows and grows. You
1: know, yeah. <laughs> you know Jen, Jen, when when I meet somebody who's interested or, or emails about the uh, IF. The first thing I say is first thing to do, please read the science. Yeah. If you don't read the if you don't get a sense of the science, it doesn't make any sense. Jin's right. book, read the science. She's a teacher, knows how to talk about it in a way that you can read. And don't talk to me until you read the science. Yes, I love that.
0: Yeah, because then then people are equipped and they're like, okay, now I know why. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm that rebel as well, right? You know, I talk about the rebel in fast, feast, repeat, and I need to know the why of something. It's like I can do it if you can convince me of why I'll do it, but I need to believe the why. And um, you know, we have you ever heard of Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, where you take the quiz to find out your when, which tendency you have? Have you no. ever done that? No, Mm-mm. no. Well. I was just at the beach recently. My co-host Sherry of the Life Lessons podcast, she and I are both questioners. We took the quiz and or questioners, we question things before we do them. And one of my sons is totally a rebel. He took the quiz. <laughs> so I, I understand. But once you understand it, if you're a questioner or a rebel, once you get it, you're like, okay, now I'm convinced I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then sticking with it, you know. <laughs> Sometimes that's the rebellion part of like I'm sticking with this.
0: You know, I'm yeah. gonna just fight through it and make it happen and make it work. And Absolutely, it's wonderful. And no matter what, you know, that's being stubborn, right? You're right. stubborn with it. You you care about it, and so you're gonna stubbornly. You're like, I'm so stubborn. I am not going to fail at this, especially if there's some naysayers out there. See, Absolutely. That's Absolutely. <laughs>
1: okay. It just occurred to me how how good I feel. I can eat anything I want. Mm-hmm. Anything. <laughs> right. If I see a commercial yeah. or something that's the most unhealthy thing I can imagine, I could eat it if I want it. And I tend to that. You want can. It. But, but, and you might not want it. That's amazing. the beauty of it.
0: And, yeah. and see, that's that's the message that people don't always understand about delay, don't deny. You can Eat all those things, but you're probably not gonna want to eat all those things, you know. And that that's the the magic that's in your hands, and that's where the power is. When you take the power back, I mean, I could make a food list of things that are, I think are healthy and say, eat these things, but that's not that's giving me the power over you. You have the power to decide.
1: Have you used the term window worthy? You eat, I only eat food that are window. Oh, worthy. yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I I think that's, those are powerful terminology. That's powerful terminology. And, and it it puts again, the power back on you and what's window worthy to you today might be different than tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing. It's all going to be different.
1: FG, I thought I was a sugar junkie. I mean, I went to Overeaters Anonymous and Sugars Anonymous and and I, for years and years, assumed and knew and claimed and identified being a sugar junkie that if I had any sugar would be like an alcoholic taking a drink and right. trying to help. And so I'm either on sugar, oh, my God, Yeah, I'm on sugar now or I'm off. I can go off for two years. I can go stay on for months. And now I actually incorporate sweet things, pastry, into my window often. And it's of no, it I, it doesn't drive me crazy at all.
0: Yeah, there because you have that sobriety of the fast, right, where it's like, That It's that that boundary that you've set up around it. And that's just it. And it turns off that craving in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I love it. Beautiful. That's
0: fabulous. Well, we are almost out of time. And there are two of you. So I'm going to give you each time to answer. um, What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Mm. Um, I would say that it gets easier and to stick with it because... You know,
2: the first few days, it's really about shifting the habits more so than really, truly being hungry. I thought I was hungry, but later realized it was just the habit that I needed to shift. And that was a beautiful thing. And then once I got past it, it's all easy sailing.
1: I say, uh, try 30 days.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Would you be willing for 30 days to do something that may change your life? Just do it for 30 days exactly as is. And mm-hmm. you will know if it's for you or not. That's true. And that,
0: I think that's right. Fact, that's, that's
1: how we started. started. We said, just we, we're going to support you through 30 days and then you tell us
2: if it worked.
0: And now it's a year later, we're still doing it. <laughs> That's the twenty-eight-day fast start right that's there. Right.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> great.
0: Love it. So um, are y'all open in your support, your um, speaking circles. Can people connect with you who are listeners or is it is absolutely. it more of like no, you know, no, it, how can they find you? Yeah. Oh, do you want them do you want them to find yes, you? I absolutely. I Should I give
1: two data points here to get them to find yes. you?
0: Uh, yes. yes. How can they find you? You can email Lee
1: at speakingcircles.com. Okay. Or uh, internet, com. And we do this work in several languages.
2: Yeah. And then for our fasting, our intermittent fasting group is at wellnessfasting.com. Wellnessfasting.com. And then the speakingcircles.com is for the speaking circles. And wellness fasting is our intermittent fasting support group.
0: Well, I love it. And uh, I appreciate the work that y'all are doing. And I know that the people that are participating in your support groups do as well, because I can tell that y'all are giving some great support um, in, a, in an environment where people just can feel welcome to be who they are, yes. which is the most important thing. That's exactly correct. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Thanks Jen. Well, thank you so much. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. intermittent fasting stories is edited mixed and mastered by resonate recordings to learn more visit them at resonate recordings.com or email them at hello at resonate recordings.com intermittent fasting stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast i feel like i was blindsided
2: because it's a competition show